0: Welcome to Jays from Home, a podcast about the Toronto Blue Jays, a fan podcast that's uh, co-hosted by uh, my brother Matt. That would be and myself, Steve. That would be you. Yeah. Uh, This is. uh, We've actually uh, got another interview lined up today. We recorded it earlier once again, so we'll be dropping that in later. But uh, we talked to
1: Andrew Forbes. who is, uh, what's the name of his book, Matt? Uh, the book that I'm holding right here in my hand, uh, the book is called The Only Way is the Steady Way, Essays on Baseball, Ichiro, and How We Watch the Game. Um, I was saying, you'll, you'll hear this later in the interview, but it's a nice, uh, book, uh, it's, it's an easy read, it's got lots of great essays about baseball, um, multiple, uh, essays about Ichiro, so, uh, it, yeah, this is, it's a perfect kind of this would have been the perfect day to, to to spend reading on Father's Day. Like you could probably get that, through this in a day too. <laughs>
0: well, I, I haven't read it or started reading it, but I did see. I, I can say that I like
1: the cover design on the book. Well, you know what? Um, I'm I've I've read this, so so if next time we see each other, I'll bring this to you, and you can you can read it when you get the chance. All right.
0: Well. Um, this is uh this has not been a great week for the blue Jays um I, it's been a great week for me not to pay a hundred percent attention to them so uh well, why don't we get into this week's results so Monday they uh, finished up their series against the Red sox and they lost that one two to one
1: yeah yeah Vladdy had the game tying home run um I guess that was in the top of the ninth
0: um, yes I
1: remember that one yeah and, and Manoa pitched He's pitching. Uh, we're, we're recording this on Saturday. He he pitched, and he's, he's pitching today. Uh, but he pitched very well against the Red Sox. He but again, like it, it's just the, for whatever reason, like the the offense decided that they they there was a quota on runs, I guess, for that weekend, and, and they they reached it. You know, um, you know, uh, well, run di- run differential either. doesn't apply to all the games. You have to score score enough runs in in every single game. Yeah, I I was going to say I have heard, um, you know announcers
0: and reporters and whatever mention on frequent occasions that usually when you have a big scoring game like that in one game, the next game, the bats are often pretty quiet. But um I'd, I'd say they were quiet all week this week. Uh, yeah. Tuesday, they lost... They weren't just quiet. They were timid. Yeah. They lost 6-5 to five to start against
1: the Yankees on yeah. Tuesday. And, and Chatwood uh, continued to be baffling as a reliever because he pitched well. So, you know, like you never know what... Version of him you're gonna get like, and it leads me to kind of believe like, do the Jays know something about his whether it's his health or, or even just his kind of mental preparation that or sticky stuff that 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 we don't (laughs) like. No, no, I'm I'm, like because the outing outing before this this time he like hit two batters and walked in the bases loaded. It was just a terrible outing, but he did okay uh, on Tuesday night. so they they you know they have some faith in him. So it's like, do they know something that we don't? I I don't know. Yeah, I I can't say one way or another. But
0: I I'm going to always assume that the managerial staff know uh, something that we don't for sure. Uh, Wednesday they lost again, three to two. Uh, they played the Yankees all week except for Friday night. So th- three to two lost against the Yankees.
1: Yeah, I missed most um, of that one. So I, yeah, yeah
0: I, it, but... I those two games I uh i think i watched them but they kind of blurred together because they both pretty much ended the same way uh, but I, I think by after wednesday's game that's kind of when i was uh uh pretty frustrated with watching them so i i did not really uh watch the jays the rest of the week um so these results that i'm reading off you put these in there but i got them i i read them off of like you know after the fact on uh, on this on the score app. So Thursday they lost 8 to 4. And that yeah. uh, completed the the sweep for New York.
1: Yeah, and 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 Vladi in the first inning hit into a 1 3 6 2 5 6 triple play. So if you're scoring a home that's 1 3 6 2 5 6 triple play in the first and yeah, I fell asleep. I'm glad in the, I didn't see that one. Yeah, it was not it was not pretty. I, I fell asleep in the ninth in that one. Um yeah it's not not a pretty series um like and i just wonder if this is the turning point like like did they did did they awaken the beast of the new york yankees this this week or or are the jays just really kind of scuffling right now and not playing well you know uh that's that's uh, an interesting question because it was pointed out uh,
0: at the start of the series that the yankees went on a downturn after they played the blue jays so maybe they're just hitting mm. the reverse button yeah um, and i and actually
1: having an, an, a, a philosophical question that I, that I that i that i just noticed that i added in here did the yankees win three straight games versus the jays or did toronto lose them
0: <laughs> um i would say that uh that toronto at least for the one one run, run games toronto lost them uh thursday was something else i believe <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it uh, was something
0: else all right Friday, uh, again, I didn't watch this one. Uh, Vanessa and I decided to watch some TV and
1: play Scrabble, so I did not see them lose seven to one. Yeah. So that was their fifth straight loss. Uh, Guriel got a home run in that one. Now, am I I saw some uh, I didn't see any lineups for today's game, but is Guriel hurt because he was like kind of wincing in pain during the game in that one. Is there any news as to his health
0: status? Um, I haven't heard anything. The only news that I did see today was uh, that uh, the Blue Jays made a trade with the Mets
1: for a reliever. Um, yeah, I know. I don't really know anything about it. Jacob Barnes. I don't know much about that player, so it's, it's this is not going to be an impact reliever unless they just kind of strike gold, which they which is kind of been the strategy for the bullpen lately.
0: <laughs> well, uh, as for Gurriel, uh, he does not seem to be in the lineup. Today I see, Mm, but he's not on the IL. Oh, that I don't know. Uh, But they have someone named Jay Hoying in left field. I've Jared Hoying.
1: Yeah, well, because because the Jays have two two players on the paternity list, they have he's like an emergency call up, I I believe. All right, well, he's in the lineup, so that's uh, Guriel not in the lineup. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's, that, that's, that's, it was, a, it was, it was, a, and I don't know what's happening today. I would, okay, so uh, we, we, we made jokes the last time we recorded on a Saturday about the predicting what would happen, but I would hope and guess that Manoa will, uh, you know, give us another strong outing. It's just, um, we've got to see the those bats come alive. Um, and, and the, with, with Gurriella, the lineup, the, the, um, the 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 batting lineup is getting even more top heavy. It's very it's very tilted, very very much towards the the, the front half. Towards
0: yeah, and and I mentioned I think I mentioned last week that uh, my problem with their games against Chicago last week were that all of their runs were either solo home runs or they were capitalizing off of poor defense, and that's that happened a lot also against the Yankees. Um, the runs that they got, and uh, now I, I didn't watch all the games, but I did hear. Uh, The the announcers over and over say, oh, they, you know, they uh, they took advantage of some bad defense. Uh, And that's what I've been hearing a lot. I mean, yes, they should be taking advantage of bad defense, but they're also not putting together um, some really strong offensive play is what I'm seeing.
1: Yeah. And to me, what I'm seeing uh, on the field um, is just a frustrated team. Uh, they're they're trying their hardest, but they're still losing because they've reached their limitations as a team. The, the bullpen has done all that they can. Uh, they the, the starting pitching has, has performed as strongly as they can. They just don't have like enough enough depth in both both of in, in basically two thirds of their aspects of the team to kind of follow through. And and, and I think like to me, you're seeing the players are frustrated that they're not getting any help, and 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 you see how like. Well, Montoyo is frustrated. I don't know if you
0: heard his uh his um interview after the Thursday Yankees game. I, I heard it after the fact, but apparently he basically said in not so many words that uh actually no, what he said if I'm paraphrasing is that uh there was a um a home run that um Aaron Judge stole from Biggio which yeah. would have put the Jays up 6 to 3 or 6 to yeah, 6 to 3 I think.
1: Uh, but
0: that didn't that's not what cost the Jays the game because uh, he, he said that even if they had hit that home run, they just couldn't hold the Yankees back. So, like, he's basically saying, like, there's there's nothing we can do at the moment with and they He also mentioned something about the bullpen earlier in the week, uh, kind of sort of subtly subtly saying like you know these are the guys we have so we're going to play them however we think we can best play them but that's who we have
1: yeah and speaking of who they have there's also there's not someone who they don't have because Dolis uh was put on the 10-day injury list so another bullpen arm uh bit the dust uh over the over the week so that's probably why they had they kind of forced their hand to make a move for for, to with the Mets uh today
0: yeah and and Again, I don't know too much about the player they got back, but uh, so it was Jacob Barnes. But from the quick news article I read, he doesn't have great numbers, and they only gave up a minor league right-hander in return. So it, it sounds more, more, more like they just need an extra arm in the bullpen and not so much they're looking for a great player.
1: Yeah, no, the, the, obviously they would make a better trade if they could, but this is not the move that is going to save the bullpen. So let's uh, get into our uh,
0: home runs, balls, and uh, or walks. I keep saying balls because I, we listed as BB. I think we should go back to bases. Well, walks. you could say bases on balls uh, and strikeouts. Um, I'll, I'll start off with mine. Uh, I, I kind of already mentioned it, but my home run for this week was not watching the games this week was uh, basically a good thing uh, because <laughs> I didn't get so frustrated. Uh, I watched the first. Two and a half games, and then uh, I just said, "That's that's good. I'm I'm done watching for
1: the week." I usually do that when it's a blowout, uh, but you know, like each game wasn't in, wasn't in itself a blowout. So, but but the, but it turned out that the week itself was a blowout, which which yes. <laughs> which, which wasn't the, when you look at the big picture, that's that's that that kind of hurts. Um, my my home run because uh, I didn't really have a home run, I guess, but uh, just the fact that. Um, We'll talk about the All-Star game a bit. Game a bit. Uh, Vladdy is leading the league in All-Star votes. Um, Semyon hopefully, will also get the start at second base. But um, it's going to be pretty exciting because I assume Vladdy's going to be in the home run derby. So, and and Otani recently, um, I think yesterday, said that he would do it. So, yeah. Uh, Last I heard from about Vlad
0: being in the home run derby, I think
1: there was a quote from him saying, basically, he'll see how he feels. But uh, yeah. I, I wonder I wonder if... because. Um, I don't know when when he was asked that question. Now, this is just purely speculation on, on my part, but I wonder if, like, base like they, they want to kind of, like, gradually roll out uh, who they announced to kind of build kind yeah. of some sort of interest or whatever, so they're kind of, like, you know, like, this is back all kind of very calculated. The, you know?
0: Back to the votes for a second, though. Uh, Vlad is leading all the players for all-star votes, right? It's not just all first basemen. He's leading all players for voting.
1: Sorry, say that again. I just got to Krista sent me a message and distracted me.
0: Oh, I, well, I was just saying, Vladdy is leading the votes for all players, right? All, yeah, Not yeah, yeah, all players.
1: Yeah. All players. So, which which is kind of surprising to me because, you know, first of all, he's, he's playing in Canada, but, like, he deserves that because he's the best player uh, in baseball right now. And it's funny, though, because... Um, Otani is getting a lot of the attention too because he of what he's doing is is very historical and and you know we've never seen a player do that before so he may end up winning the MVP just based on the fact that of 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 that we've never seen a player you know hit and pitch the way he's doing but but you know does does Vladdy deserve it more this is a a big question I don't don't know but
0: I, I I don't know if if this is um like I've noticed there's been a very big campaign while watching the games of like All-Star voting. I don't know if they yeah. normally do it that heavy, but it, oh it yeah, just it seems do. like there's a lot of uh of I guess I'll call them ads for, you know, get your vote in. And there just seems to be way more of them than I remember seeing. Before. I think you're
1: just watching more baseball than you normally do. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no, so that that was my my home run uh what is your walk or as they say in baseball bases on balls uh, i don't I don't have one this week because um, oh yeah
0: I, I just I, I don't know I just didn't watch enough of the, uh, of the games I guess but um I guess if I were to to think of like think of what was going on during the week and what I remember um, I guess I would call that game-tying home run against Boston from Vlad the Walk because I I remember while we were watching the game it was like it was a huge home run and it was it was really fun to watch and then it was uh kind of a letdown to to just you know they gave up the winning run
1: right after. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it 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 there's the up and the down. Um okay so yeah my 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 basis on balls um is that uh I've been nerding out on scoring baseball games uh this past week. Um so so like I started out like I I got like a a paper kind of book to to score sheets with uh, score s- score games with.
0: Um it's usually on paper yeah.
1: Yeah. Well no but the, I'll get to it. Um but I, I found like the the one that I bought like it was like a 10 dollar book or whatever like the the spaces were too small for names, and I didn't like the fact that my pencil got duller as I as <laughs> as I as I, as, as I went along in the game. I'm too lazy to sharpen it, um, so I decided to switch to my to my iPad. Uh, so it it actually works a lot better uh, when I'm doing it on my iPad. But I've, I I realized that in 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 scoring baseball games, like I I'm basically opting in to paperwork. while I'm be- <laughs> while I'm doing baseball games. Um, I I saw on, on Twitter um you did
0: ask if teams provide score sheets. And yeah, yeah. the answer is yes they do. At least I remember At the every games time they I do. go to But I'm uh, I'm
1: talking like digitally though.
0: Oh digitally, I don't know Yellow. about that. But when no, you go I, to a game, know, I, it's in
1: the program. Oh, I know the, it's in the program, but I'm talking digitally because um really I find like one of the reasons why I wanted to score ball games was just because I thought it would be an interesting thing to try. And I've I've quickly after like a few, I think I've done three or four games. I've quickly become addicted to it. Um, it it makes the game like go a lot quicker. It's hard to ke- to keep up sometimes, even when I'm PVRing it. Um, and uh, it 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 keeps the fan like you're engaged a lot more. So like if teams kind of encourage you to to kind of score from home, like if, first of all, if they provide the score sheets, they could easily offset you know like advertising on on the score sheet whatever it's something that would be easy to provide for the fans um and and it's something that's easily shareable for the fans as well um maybe
0: that's something that uh, the blue jays could provide they have a on their website they have a like it's bluejays.com slash cheer from home or something maybe that's that's something they could throw up there
1: yeah well i think i think that they that they should like it's it's like i said it makes like when you when you when you when you Kind of describe it in in, in this just basic form. You're you're basically saying, you know, do paperwork. Baseball's fun, but it's it's more than that. It's 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 a tra- tradition of the baseball game, and you're really getting enwrapped in the action of the game. Like you're 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 I'm, I'm watching every pitch. Uh, you know, you know, marking whether the the balls in the strike of every pitch. Like I noticed that in one of the games, um, and there's only one of the one game that happened this week. A uh, Bo Bichette. He uh let two balls go on the first pitch like first first pitch uh, balls go normally he swings on that first pitch but every other pitch that week uh, that I that I scored he he did basically swing on the first pitch i think there was maybe three pitches total in the games that i that i uh three first pitches total in the games that i scored that he let uh go by
0: mm. That's interesting. Well, when I,
1: I, I do some scorekeeping
0: when I go to uh, the baseball games uh, at the stadium here, <laughs> um, not every game uh, because I, uh, I go to quite a few of them, but I, I, I just do basic scorekeeping though. Like I don't, uh, I don't um, worry about who gets the uh, assist or what the, the uh, count is. I just kind of do the, do the basics, but uh i I do that from time to time but i it's not a a big a thing for me as as uh other people or i guess like you
1: yeah no i think i I think it's interesting and i think like over the course of the season we might like because i'm saving them all on my on my on my uh on my trusty ipad here uh i'm saving them all so so like you you like you might notice some trends in the game and and yeah and just just kind of just look at the game in in kind of a, a different kind of a different way
0: oh there there we go yeah um well, my strikeout is uh, a fairly lengthy one. I don't know if you saw this in the notes, but um, this is... Oh yeah. Uh, well, let's see. Yes. So this is Wednesday night, I guess. I thought it was Thursday night, but uh, I guess it, it. According to my notes, it was Wednesday night. Um, so there was a play uh, against the Yankees where apparently Panic oh, barehanded the ball. And, this was the uh, one
1: where like like was it Stripling that yelled at him or something?
0: Yeah, yeah, um this is the one because um he forced Vlad off the base and he ended up colliding with uh Stanton and every like the, the basically what they were calling around was that like there was no reason for panic to uh to make a quick play because Stanton is a slow runner I guess. I mm-hmm. I the my strike out here was that all I I happened to be listening to it on the radio at the time and all I heard was uh uh, for the play was Buck saying panic barehanded it. So there's no mention of Vlad coming off the base or even where the throw went um, or that there was a collision. So, but just Buck was focusing on um, panic's barehand play. Then as as he got less excited, he said, he said something like he was wondering about whether Vlad was injured. And of course, at this point, he hasn't even said that he collided with the player. So have no idea what's going on uh and then uh he then a little bit later uh he he described the rest of it saying that panic barehanded the ball forced vlad off the base and he collided with stan and uh, it was just a very frustrating sequence of events especially when you hear oh i wonder if vlad is injured on the play so that yeah. was my strikeout. It was just a very bad radio call.
1: Well, yeah, that was definitely Wednesday night because um, I read a tweet um, talking about the triple play. The uh, what was it? The one three six two five six triple play. If you're scoring at home, um, and they were saying that uh, apparently the call on the radio for that one was was uh, just Buck saying or whoever it was. Maybe it was. I'm not sure if it was. It must have been Buck because uh, if it, was it was home. It it was sure. it was
0: Buck and, and Pat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, um, but all, all all that was said was just triple play, <laughs> and that that is that is a, a an understatement for that for that uh, for that play and by a large factor. Yeah, I could
0: I could go into it further, but basically, uh, Buck and Pat are the two were together. They are the worst radio play by play team. I mean, I I know they're brought they're doing the play by play for TV, but if you were to rank them. Uh, Dan Shulman and Buck Martinez are the best duo for simulcasting. Then it's Dan and Pat, and then the worst are uh, Buck and Pat. But uh, yeah,
1: yeah, we, ha- we have what we have. Um, Yeah. So, the, so yeah, that, that they need to do a little bit better in describing it. But uh, I think I think what you maybe the next next time you watch, you should maybe think of it as you're watching the, it on TV, like think of how they're describing it in relation to what you're seeing uh because that's that's what they're doing. Like you you're you're if I don't know. <laughs> just to, just think think of it the other way around like it's like is this is this good enough for the for the TV broadcast? Because that's kind of I guess what they're leaning towards and what they've they've um well that's what they're I'm trained know, to do for, yeah. for years and years. But anyways. Um so my my strikeout is that and it's it's inevitable uh, but there's just so much internet negativity this week. Like, everybody wants to, you know, to fire Charlie Montoyo and to, you know, do this. And I guess it's just, yeah, we get it. They're losing. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've been negative online too about it, but it's just, you know, like, you, you can't expect, un- unless the, the, GM, the, the general manager at Ross Atkins is, is under kind of fire for his job, you're not going to see them fire the manager like this is not like fun because like, the manager is, is an extension of of the front office um he's just doing his job he has only like what we were saying before he only has what is available to him uh he don't, he you know he has to earn those it's not like he has to earn those glengarry tools you know like <laughs> uh but uh you know uh coffee's for closers but oh, in baseball cool. there's no closers anymore so
0: well yeah and I I've, I've seen a lot of the negativity, and I I kind of um, for me I it's I I don't engage with it with the for the Blue Jays or it doesn't bother me as much as uh, say like when I see that kind of talk with the uh, with the Ottawa Senators I don't know why I have that sort of disconnect but I kind of find it a little funny and amusing like if I go onto the Blue Jays uh, Reddit page and look at all the comments like they're pretty much. Uh, I would say ninety five percent negative, and uh, and it's it's kind of amusing to to read. I, it's I, I definitely don't pay attention to Blue Jays Twitter except for like you know the the big accounts. Like, uh, but uh, like I don't listen to uh, Blue Jays fans on Twitter because Twitter is is not good in general.
1: Yeah, I think the negativity kind of also just fuels itself at it snowballs and 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 it kind of gets out of control and it's it's i guess it can be kind of a an uh, okay outlets as long as it's not you know like harmful in any way to vent your frustrations because like like i've always said like people are more likely to tweet things because like your your phone is an extension of your hand it's right there yeah. so you can just like kind of it's almost like connected to your brain dr- directly almost in a way so it just gets out there and it's there and it's gone well, in, so that's the in that's, five
0: years that's, i'm sure it will be
1: your phone or your brain your your
0: brain will be will be your phone you'll just think about what you want to tweet and it'll be there
1: I see. Okay. Well, yeah. Um so uh yeah, I just uh, just I want to I, I guess I want to see less internet negativity, but I guess that also would entail entail Jay is playing better.
0: <laughs> yes, but people would still find negatives in there. It, it's it's inevitable. Yeah. Um so I I don't have any other notes, but I saw your question here, who comes back from injury first, Springer or Kirk? And I think my answer is Springer, uh, and and that's that's only based on the fact that he's been playing for the Bison's the last week, and it really sounds like they're uh, getting ready to bring him back to the lineup for the Blue Jays.
1: Yeah, no, I, I know, I know. It's, it's I've heard it's, zero it's about kind Kirk. of a a facetious, if I can say that properly, question on on my on my point, but like, yeah, it just seems like it's just taken forever for Springer to come back. Here's here
0: is uh, here's a question: What happens first, Kirk? coming back from the injured list or Ontario goes into stage two of reopening?
1: I'm going to go with Kirk. (laughs) I think it's stage two. I don't know. Hard to say. Hard to say. Um, I I kind of am disconnected from the the stage one, stage two, because my entire life is in quarantine right now, whether Uh, I want it or not. (laughs) Whether or not
0: we or when we play softball depends on when we get to stage two. So I'm just we're just you're you're, so you're waiting to... uh clicking refresh on ontario's
1: uh covid page okay so and, and okay yeah so uh, in, in other news um let's, let's go for some positive news people are listening to this on monday because that's when we release it but so that means that sunday was father's day so uh we had two uh players go on the paternity list uh teoscar hernandez and uh jonathan davis and both had baby boys as per caitlin mcgrath and i guess i think i read that Jonathan Davis is going to take maybe a little bit of extra time to be with his his family. Um, yeah, so just it's 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 great to see some uh, future uh, Blue Jays, future twenty forty one uh, Blue Jays, uh, <laughs> enter the world.
0: Well, so I had, that's what I I thought I had heard that another Blue Jays player went on the paternity list. I mean, I saw that Teoscar went, but then I I was thinking I thought I had heard that someone
1: else was on the paternity list. Yeah.
0: But, so that, that's some-
1: why that's why you're seeing uh, Jared Hoying in the in the outfield right now uh, because Guriel is injured and their and their <laughs> their once vaunted outfield depth is, is is a little thin. So and
0: all of a sudden now uh, Randall Gritchik has gone from our our season's walk to our uh, our home run player.
1: Well, he's having a good <laughs> year so far, but he's kind of backed off a little bit from his his, his Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: okay. Well. Um, we we touch on this in our a little bit in our interview coming up with uh, Andrew Forbes, but uh, you want to talk about the the foreign substance
1: uh, suspension that was announced. Susp- well, they're not this like I guess they, they will Punishment? start suspending players uh, if they catch them using foreign substances, any foreign substances other than than than, than the rosin that they're uh, supplied with, uh, starting on Monday, I guess. Um, so whether it's pine tar. Uh, or, or, or you know, using sunscreen with uh, the rosin, uh, or the the spider tack, or whatever, like you know, like gummy bears and and, and super glue concoctions that the the clubbies, uh, uh, clubhouse attendants, uh, come up with. Uh, they're going to start clamping down uh, really uh, hardcore starting on Monday. They sent out like a big like nine or ten page memo this this week, and uh, so I'm yeah. i not be, reading that. No, I didn't read it either i i i didn't get the memo um but it, it, but yeah so basically to, uh, i i think i was listening to an interview today like uh jerry blevin's uh an ex-pitcher he he retired last year he was saying that like uh i think like 95 percent of pitchers if you include you know rosin and sunscreen use something uh, extra to to grip the ball um so the, and the
0: suspensions are they only for the players or is there going to be something Well so here's what's happening with the suspense,
1: Here's here's what's happening with the suspensions. I'm not sure what happens with the teams exactly. I I didn't read whether there would be there would be a, some sort of fine. Uh but what's going to happen as far as like the punishment goes is there it'll be a 10 game suspension for the player uh with pay, but uh you won't be able to fill that roster spot. So like you, you oh, Okay. Yeah. So. So they'll, they'll it be bound to the team a little bit but not really. Well, no, but here's the thing. Like it punishes the team, it could it could uh by by like shortening the bench, it could increase the risk of in- injury as well. That's true. Okay. And uh, also by by like We've heard a couple of players come out, like Tyler Glass, now come out and say, like, by going by by getting rid of, of of substances on the ball that they're normally used to using, they're gripping the ball different, using their muscles different, so that also increases potentially the risk of injury.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well. Well, I guess we'll see
1: what happens uh, as of Monday. Yeah, we'll see so. if they kind of create an example or just kind of punish like some some like no name players or whatever. But I don't know we'll see. We'll we'll see what it'll be interesting to see what happens with this. Okay.
0: Um, well, do you have any other uh, other notes to go over before yeah, we yeah, yeah. move um, on from baseball? So
1: I finished uh, Andrew Forbes's book, "The Only Way Is the Steady Way: uh, Essays on Baseball Ichiro and How We Watch the Game." I finished that uh, on Tuesday, and I started a new baseball read. Uh, speaking of of, of uh, scandals, uh, I started. Uh, it's called "Cheated: The Inside Story of the Astro Scandal and a Colorful History of Sign Stealing" by Andy Martino. And I had the, t- uh, like yesterday, uh, Leo was over at Grandma and Grandpa's and Bo had a three and a half hour nap. So I spent about three and a half hours reading this book. It's really interesting. Um, one of the key things, um, do, are you familiar with, with a lot of the, the main kind of figures involved in the Astros cheating scandal? Uh, not the main figures, but I
0: know about in general about the trash
1: okay. cans and everything. The, well, like- the
0: high tech stealing,
1: uh, sign stealing, uh. This leads back. This leads back to the uh, ninety-two, ninety-three uh, Blue Jays indirectly. This scandal. Um, I thought that was interesting. Um, turns out that um, Cito Gaston uh, was, as as a player himself, really good at, at, at legally stealing signs, basically picking up catcher. Uh, signals and 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 pitcher tells while they're on base or whatever. So he, when he whenever young players would come in, like um, uh, Sean Green and Carlos Carlos Delgado were kind of brought up just to kind of experience the playoff run in '93 or '92, whatever it was. And he he basically said like, your guys' job is to find pitcher tells or to find like what sign signals that they're using. So um, they really got into doing that, and then. Down the road, like ten years later, they or fifteen years later, I think in like two thousand six, uh, Delgado and Sean Green both found themselves on the New York Mets, and one of their teammates was Carlos uh, Beltran. Right, and he, they they kind of passed along some of their knowledge and 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 kind of kickstarted his kind of uh, journey into into because he he was very infamous on, on how he could pick up on 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 tells and, and things like that. And so they passed that that kind of. Legacy onto him, and then he ended up passing that legacy in a much more, uh, I guess, uh, malicious way. Uh, he was part of that uh, to to the uh, Astros team when he when he joined them as a player before he retired. Huh, interesting. So, so so it's a it's a sort of a. a, a not so direct it's line not yet, a straight but, line it's a but it's a it, it's there's line. a connection it's 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 it, and i thought that was kind of interesting to see because like at first i was like is this book going to be more about just the, the history of cheating and kind of interspersed with the the, the astro scandal but the history of cheating does lend its way to this to this kind of story so it's it, it, it was it was pretty it was interesting to see uh that kind of connection that i wasn't expecting to see
0: yeah um well, I didn't. I didn't know any of that about uh, Cito
1: Gaston or Carlos Delgado or Sean Green. Uh, yeah, And I haven't finished the book yet, so I don't know. Um, like, there's there's more details to kind of uh, sp- sparse as far as like uh, you know who exactly did what. But like Beltran, you know, he ended up after retiring being the coach of uh, the manager of, of of the Mets, although he didn't actually manage a game, and he got fired because of his role. But uh, right. he was yeah. he was I one of he was. He was one of the uh the the, the, the main uh so players that, that uh be kind of pointed their fingers at. All right. Well uh I guess
0: uh keep keep an eye out on that book. I'll try to make sure to put uh the names of all these books in uh in the show notes. Oh so yeah,
1: that- yeah, that's a good idea. Um also um there's gonna be I think another another uh cheating scandal book coming up this year, which i I'm, I'm I'm not sure who's gonna uh, Is this sort of like
0: how when movies like there's a whole bunch of movies released around the same topic? Sort of like how uh, there was Armageddon and Deep Impact came out in the same. Song? Or like,
1: or like Ghostbusters and the Real Ghostbusters. <laughs> that that's a different <laughs> thing entirely. That's uh, yeah, I know. no, I don't, I don't know. But there's there's a couple books coming out. This one included uh, about the Astros uh, scandal. So I, I think the other one was one of the athletic writers. I forget who maybe evandrellic or Eno you know Saris. I think maybe might be evandrellic is one maybe i don't I, I could be wrong on that but I'll, I'll i'm on the lookout for that the other one too um okay so here's my here's my last note for baseball um and i i tweeted this at chris creamer from sports logos and he didn't he didn't answer but I, he probably gets a lot of tweets um maybe you know the answer to this but are the jays the only team with uh, in baseball with their logo on the bottom quarter of their uniforms
0: um i i don't know the answer to that but I'm going to say that they are probably the only team. I think, uh, they are, I think most of the, the
1: teams, the numbers if, go there if they have numbers.
0: Yeah. Most of the teams, they don't, they either have, yeah, they either have numbers or they have nothing. Like they just have their, either the city name or the team name across,
1: uh, or or the the logo will be on the top quarter. Um, well as part of the lettering i i i definitely like the, i mean like the yankees or the or the cubs like it's on like the their the, their heart instead of like on their belly kind of thing yeah so i i i think that i think that
0: the blue jays are the only one it is it is noticeably different i think from the other uh from the other uh, logos you know now that you mention it though I should take a look at so i before I think it would have been in the Ottawa Champions last season before they left or before they folded. Uh, I bought a jersey uh, from the store, and so I have it hanging in my closet. I, I it seems to me like they have their Ottawa logo, like they it says Ottawa uh, across the chest, but I think they also have their O logo underneath. On the on the lower quarter, so I'll no, I'm talking. I'm,
1: ta- I'm talking MLB though. I'm not talking like minor league because that that's a that's a whole can of worms. No, no, but I, that's.
0: I'm just saying that that reminded me that I think that that jersey in my closet has uh, has the logo on the lower quarter. But I think like I'm looking at the Baltimore Blue uh, Toronto game right now, and the Orioles on their jerseys, they're wearing their black and orange ones, but uh, they have numbers on the lower quarter. They don't have their yeah. logo, so
1: okay yeah yeah all right let's let's skip the brewers check-in because i forgot to even look them up uh i did yeah they're playing today they're, they're playing today they're, they're playing baseball games this week and next week That's i think brewers they're checking. still
0: i think they're still in uh in second place in the nl central uh i i can look that up really quickly if you oh, want I got, it, to...
1: I got it right here i got it right here uh, Bre, uh brewers are yeah you're correct second place one game back from the chicago cubs 38 and 32 uh, oh and I forgot to, we forgot to mention the Blue Jays record right now. They are two games under five hundred at thirty-three and thirty-five.
0: Oh yeah, I, I, I kinda of assumed we were gonna skip past that since we didn't have the results of uh Saturday or Sunday. Oh
1: yeah, we're yeah, you know what? Yeah, who knows. <laughs> so hopefully
0: um
1: maybe maybe for, for my father's day gift they will get back up to five hundred. Uh, I won't
0: I won't tell you the score right now to keep oh, you in suspense.
1: No, no, no. Um, uh, um, let's look ahead to the, to, to their, 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 their week next week. What, what's happened? Do you have, I have the schedule up. Do you have it? I have the Blue
0: Jays schedule. Yeah,
1: up. that's what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. Okay. So next week, um, uh, they, they're off on Monday on the 21st. They have two games against Miami in Miami, um, it, on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then they go, and go back to Buffalo to play Baltimore for. Oh, I was looking uh, at the games. wrong
1: week. I was, I was thinking there, there's. I was looking at the Seattle-Tampa week. That's that. Well, oh, that's a little better than 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 I was thinking then. So that okay, but you know, yes, Baltimore, they have is Baltimore's a good team now. Uh, well, that's you know,
0: that's the, that's the funny thing is I was thinking what everybody's saying. Oh well, they're playing Baltimore next. They're gonna have some easy games, easy schedule. And I was I was in the back of my mind. I was kind of thinking, well, this will probably be the time that uh, they'll struggle against baltimore like this this uh i I know i keep bringing up the ottawa senators but uh there's there's one thing that the senators are very good for and it's it's uh um breaking uh, other teams breaking out of slumps like other players or giving up uh first goals or first wins to rookies so that's what i kind of feel like right now the blue jays are playing that way like they're uh you think they're due to come back and win and like with some easy games but uh no instead it's uh it's time for the the other teams to pick up some wins against the blue jays
1: all right well that's 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 enough uh baseball talk from from you and i let's 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 add in another voice now let's go let's go to our interview with andrew forbes again he's the author among other books um uh, this is a, the, the book that uh, most recently he's he's put out. It's called The Only Way is the Steady Way, Essays on Baseball, Itchero, and How We Watch the Game. Here's Andrew Forbes. All right, welcome back. Uh, we are here with Andrew Forbes, uh, author of uh, the book The Only Way is the Steady Way, Essays on Baseball, Itchero, and How We Watch the Game, among a few other books as well. So uh, thanks for joining us, Andrew. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, so I just want to just say thank you for writing this book first of all like um as a dad as a fellow dad i'm sure you understand how hectic it can be uh you know when you're when you're raising i have a three-year-old and a one year old right now so um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in in the past i would say a uh, few like few months i have not been able to pick up a single book but um uh, my older my older brother glenn steve's older brother as well coincidentally um <laughs> yeah I'm the youngest. Gave me, yeah gave <laughs> me um this book for my birthday and I just sat down and started reading it one day. And this is the first book I've gotten back into reading since, uh, since uh, like I've had time to read. So it was, it was, it was nice. It was, it was a perfect kind of um, the perfect way to get back into the habit of reading again too, just because it wasn't like a, um, it wasn't really a, a steady narrative. Although the, 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 the stor- the essays on Ichiro were, were, were pretty could be a book on itself if you, <laughs> if you think about it that way. Um, but it was just nice to kind of, read essays and not have to be kind of like tied into an entire, uh, book at the same time. It was really good.
2: Well, welcome back to reading. Uh, yes, I remember that. I remember that period of, of, of vaguely. I mean, I think my brain has blocked out the worst of the trauma, but, uh, that's how it, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it does. It takes, um, uh, it takes a special commitment to be able to read when you have kids one and three. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, my hat's off to you. <laughs> Thank you. Now, now you,
1: your, your kids uh, were were younger in and in a, in a different generation, I would say, because like one of the benefits I had for reading myself was I was able to read with digital books in the dark. But even that doesn't work anymore. But but uh, a lot has changed in it's even in, in, even in the ten years where like your kids are probably they're all, they're teenagers now, I guess. Or.
2: Yeah, the boys. I have twin boys. They're 11, and my daughter is going to be 15 next month. So,
1: okay, yeah. yeah, So, so a lot has a lot has changed. And actually, maybe I'll just get into this question since um, a lot has changed. So, in the past, like since your kids have grown up, what what has changed about baseball over that time? What has changed. Um, and that could all, be like for you personally. It could be your yeah, yeah. overall like impression of the game. But but what 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 do you think is has changed over that time?
2: Um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to, to try to think of it in terms of now that my kids have grown up because it doesn't feel like they've... I mean, it does in a lot of ways feel like they've grown up, but in other ways, um, you know, they're still not picking up after themselves. So <laughs> um, I think, you know, it's hard. I mean, the game has changed in a lot of ways. I mean, we can talk about the Major League product and the way that uh, it has um, reshaped itself to fit, um, you know, a certain profit model. Uh, but... I think for me personally, what's changed the most is the way that I take the game in, in that, in that, you know, I have more people to watch baseball with now. And, um, uh, you know, my wife and I would travel quite a bit and go to ballparks and we'd watch baseball and listen to baseball. And she, uh, you know, she taught me how to write a scorecard out. So, wow um she well she she it wasn't something she grew up with but like most canadians she appreciated the blue jays as a as a kid um but uh once she and i got together she decided that watching people fill out scorecards looked cool so she wanted to learn how to do it so she taught herself how to do it and then she taught me um but yeah it you know to to be like my kids, two two of my kids are upstairs right now watching the Cubs Marlins game, and they're about huh. to switch over. Well, if they don't turn on the Xbox and start playing, they're about they're about to switch over to the Jays game. But uh, yeah, so it's neat to have younger people in the house. First of all, who haven't heard all my stories, so that's a real plug. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, and they have questions, and uh, and and it, there are very few things in this life that I'm qualified to answer questions about, but baseball is maybe one of them. <laughs> so. baseball,
1: baseball uh, they sometimes for, for for adults sometimes they seem hard like hard questions with kids they, they those are very easy questions to answer
2: sometimes although uh, sometimes though well have kids they asked war. you about war yet uh we have talked about war um mm-hmm. i mean they're yeah they're pretty deep in <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard to they, it may not be fair to compare them to kids whose families are not baseball obsessed but
1: uh you know, i'm kind of jealous because uh, my kids right now are into bubble guppies so
2: yes yeah what was it we had um um yeah there were a number of shows we were thinking about some of them last night mike the knight god i don't even know <laughs> that one yeah you have well,
0: missed well um I, I actually was was wondering so i'm not familiar with your book uh, i don't read a lot of baseball books so this is uh this is kind of matt's domain um but uh so I, I guess i want to know is is uh why is uh, ichiro your favorite player like what uh, made you write about him and base your your book around him?
2: Well, the reason that I wrote about him was because he was my favorite player. The question of why he is my favorite player is is the content of the book, essentially. It's me trying to come to terms with what it is that makes him so, um, uh, you know, magnetic to me. So um, the short answer is that the first time I saw him, he, he's just such, he was such a unique player. He was so contrary to so many... Um, currents of the game when he came over from Japan that he was... I, I couldn't not watch him. Um, and the more I watched him, the more I appreciated his game. Uh, and you combine that with his, you know, somewhat mysterious, inscrutable personality and uh, and all the things that he represents. Uh, and he just... He was more interesting to me than 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 the people who were following the current. He was kind of swimming against it, and that made him... Uh, fascinating and as I say the book is about why is that interesting to me so
1: now would you kind of compare describe yourself as someone who swims against the current because in in your book you're also saying about how you and your wife moved to the country but you were more tourists in in the in the same area than than the kind of the locals were would, would you say that, that kind of mirrors how your personality
2: that's a that's an interesting question I, I mean we didn't move there to be uh I mean, we moved there just as a matter of circumstance. My mm-hmm. wife worked out there, and and uh, we could afford a much better house there than we could in Ottawa in, sure. in 2001. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I, I don't know. Do I swim against the current? I don't know. I, I, I think that the other thing about maybe this is the comparison. The thing about Ichiro is that he, he's nothing. He did was intentionally against the current. He was just following his own his own pole star. I think I would like to think that that is true of me too, but I, I don't know. That might be, I might be flattering myself to think that.
1: No, that's, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a good point. Um, do you think that um, we'll ever see a player model them themselves uh, like it true in the future? Is that, is that even possible? Do you think?
2: I think it is. I think because um, you have to take into account the enormity of his fame in Japan. Um, so I think that there are a couple of generations of ballplayers players in japan who've based their game at least in part on his and now that the the you know the trans-pacific flow of talent is is a little bit more open a lot more open than it was certainly 30 years ago um i think that we've seen players that you know i mean the moment that he um hung him up and he played that last game at the tokyo dome in the spring of uh was it 2018 um Mm -hmm. You know, it, it was his last game, and it was Yusei Kikuchi's first series with the Mariners. And the tears that Kikuchi was crying, you know, uh, he was beside himself. Uh, and and that spoke to the fact that Ichiro had been his hero for so long. Even though Kikuchi's a pitcher, and, and Ichiro was not professionally a pitcher, though he did uh, start out as a pitcher in high school. Um, I think that the more players that we see coming over from Japan... Um, you know Ohtani's a bit of an outlier in well in a, in a ton of different ways but <laughs> but his game is based on power but that's not that's not necessarily the kind of the um the main thrust of Japanese baseball so the more players that, that come over you will, you know they they do bring over a set of skills often that are more contact based more speed based uh, more kind of small skill based as opposed to hitting you know 470 foot home runs for sure o- o- Otani aside
1: so. yeah yeah
2: um now one of the things
1: you wrote, wrote in your book um, you said that um, near the end of his career Ichiro, and I'll, I'll do a quote here cuz i have it written out here Ichiro was used to fill out odd spots as a late inning designated hitter hitter or pinch runner or infrequent left fielder um, that kind of almost sounds to me like an nl bench player do you think if he had wanted to kind of extend his career he could have maybe found life as a as, as a bench player maybe even the in, in, like like Albert Pujols or someone like in, in the NL, do you think he could have uh, extended it on that end?
2: You mean when he, when he'd actually finally wrapped up with the Mariners you, or yeah, like, like I, well, I think that, I think that what he, I mean, he, he did fill that role, I think for the Marlins um, for the, the few years that he was there. It just so happened that he played on a Marlins team that had a bunch of injury trouble. So he ended up getting a, a lot of starts in the outfield, but he was signed to do just that, to be that, that NL bench guy, and then bringing him to the Mariners was, you know, it was kind of an an emergency situation. They looked around, and and they'd had a couple of players go down to injury, a couple outfielders, and um and I think that that combined with the you know a desire to provide Ichiro with a kind of a a nice homecoming send off um, was why they signed him. I think, unfortunately, as as difficult as it is for me to come to terms with that, I think that when he was finished. I think his skills had deteriorated to the point where even even in the National League he would not really have had a role on a major league. Not it's certainly not a contending major league team. So
0: yeah, yeah. One uh, one question I, I can ask you. I'll leave the uh, the essay questions to you, Matt, because you've, <laughs> you've read more and are a little more familiar with it. But oh, uh, I,
1: you, I see it. questions about the essays, not essay questions.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we we do not need. Give, a, give a long, me five hundred
2: uh, words on. Uh, <laughs>
0: um who's who right now is your favorite player to watch among uh major league baseball
2: somebody asked me this uh, and, and they asked it in terms of you know is has anyone filled the the sort of ichiro shaped hole in your life now that he's gone and the answer to that is no but i would say my favorite player right now to watch is vlad um just because he kind of he kind of crackles with the possibility that something amazing is going to happen every time he steps on the field. And this season, we're finally seeing the Vlad that we thought we were going to get. Right. So he commands my attention more than any other player. He doesn't have the same kind of, uh, extras that Ichiro came with the kind of the, the story surrounding him and the mystique and everything. I mean, you know, it's, it's amazing that he's the son of a, of a hall of famer and that he is, uh, apparently as good as his dad, even though he doesn't play the same way as his dad. But, um, he it doesn't satisfy the same things that I found interesting about Ichiro, but but he is uh, yeah he's my favorite player at this point. He's the one that that you know when if he's on the TV, I'm kind of powerless to to look away.
1: Okay, uh, well since we're on the subject of Blue Jays, um, uh, we'll ask you right now to give us um your home run, walk, and strikeouts for the Jays uh, so far this year.
2: Uh, well let's go. The strikeout I would say is the bullpen because they can't strike anybody out you know and it's it's <laughs> like it's just it's it's painful to watch you know, i coughed up another game last night yeah on uh, friday night um in painful fashion um i think i think my walk notwithstanding everything i just said about vlad is vlad because it's hard to watch him do this amazing stuff that he's doing um and not have the the wins to show for it, and you see the frustration on his part, right? I mean, he's mm-hmm. barely keeping it in. His his uh, he's he's mad, and it's uh, you can't blame him. Uh, and for the home run, I am going to say the people of Buffalo, because uh, for the first time in whatever 106 years or whatever it is, they can actually attend in person uh, Major League games in Buffalo, which is amazing. And I don't know if either one of you have been to that park to see a Bison's no. game. No. it's really nice like its situation is perfect it's right downtown um you can walk to it from uh from you know uh, dozens of different bars and restaurants and stuff and um uh it's just a lovely spot you know it was built with the idea that they might one day have a major league team this is, probably isn't what they envisioned but it's it's a pretty sweet <laughs> consolation guys right so yeah no it, it, it looks like a beautiful stadium it's really nice yeah it's um yeah it's it's just uh it's very comfortable. It's very nice. It's, you know, it feels big when you go to a Bisons game because it does seat, what is it, 15,000? But for a Jays game, it mm-hmm. looks perfect.
1: Okay.
2: Um.
0: I, yeah, and I hope we see less uh, Yankees fans in the stands. That was, that was hard
2: that's to hard watch. Speak. I know. That's hard to watch.
1: I, it's but, weird because, but, like, New York is such a big state. It's fun. It's For me, it's funny, like, knowing where Buffalo is in relation to Toronto, in relation to, like, the rest of the, the cities nearby. It's weird to see Yankees at a Buffalo game. It's weird
2: think that that for a few years anyway the uh the bisons were a mets farm team oh yeah um so you'd think if there were you know new york uh sympathetic fans that they would be mets fans but i think that i think that you know i think that in new york state period a lot of people do i remember going to a diner in utica and it was plastered um wall to wall with yankees posters and and memorabilia and stuff so yeah i think there's you know there's one everywhere you go so
1: for sure okay um now here's here's a parenting question for you. How did you find time to watch baseball while parenting? Because because I, the PVR is my is my uh, godsend. I don't and and you you having everything on demand. But I don't. How, how did you find time to
2: do all that? It was just on. It was it, or, you know it was I wouldn't necessarily be able to sit down and watch nine innings, but having it on and and uh, just as often as watching it, it would be listening to it, right? Because you can do that. Yeah. Whether you know you're in the car or playing in the backyard with a kid or whatever. So. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I, I, it's almost certainly true that I watch more now than I did when the kids were very young, uh, especially when the boys were young, twins, twins is a real trip. I can tell you, but, I, uh, I can't <laughs> <imagine>. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was just always there. And that's, I think that's one of the, the, one of the things I love about baseball is that you can, you can put the game on and you have the luxury of ignoring it for large stretches of time. Right. And I don't mm-hmm. mean ignoring it, like not caring about it, but I mean, just living your life, and listening to it and waiting to hear the announcer's voice rise when something worth seeing is happening. So, um, yeah, we couldn't watch hockey that way. Couldn't watch basketball that way. Uh, but baseball kind of lends itself to that. So,
1: definitely. Um, just we're, we're cap nerds. I'm just curious. You have a, a, a block C in your cap. I know that's not Cleveland. Uh, what what is your what is your cap? Is it is it a team of somebody? Sorry, Mike
2: hi leo it's um uh, it's the chattanooga lookouts oh okay yeah of the uh right. southern association that would have been yeah
1: yeah so there's that is that pre uh minor league that's one of those like ebbets flannels hats i I'm,
2: want I'm yeah, it's yeah. an Abbott's hat. yeah it's an okay. habitat okay yeah okay yeah very cool nice and is that i'm looking at you steve is that an ottawa titans hat it, it is yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> we've I had this discussion uh, like for me I, I i'm waiting to to before like i like to buy caps at games like i earn my caps by by, by buying them at the ball ball game like kind of a, a, a memento or whatever so i'm waiting until they come and play in auto before i get my cap
2: Same. yeah I'm, I'll, I'll be picking one up when i go there i like you know i've i know they've called off this whole season but next year i'm certain certain to go and take my dad and, and i'll buy a hat then
0: yeah we're really It'll, hoping to go like we live like five minutes away from the stadium so
1: it's like it hurts not to be able to go to a game especially on father's day like that was my like we we it was a, a very brief tradition because my kids are only three and one but going to a, be, a live baseball game on father's day is is uh definitely something like the perfect like family event yeah
2: yeah it is nice uh i, don't, I don't, well i've i've definitely taken my dad or gone with my dad uh to games not one father's day um yeah, I, I just, uh, I, it's nice to have the option because my parents are in the east end of Ottawa as well, so it's not far. Um, so, w- yeah, I, you know, we went to Rapids games, we went to Fat Cats games, we went <laughs> to uh, Champions games, uh, and definitely Lynx games, all kinds of Lynx games. So so I will add the Titans to that list for sure. For sure. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, well, let's get into some essay questions here. Uh, now, we, we were talking, um, foreign substances have have come up quite a bit in the past few weeks we've been talking about a lot here on the podcast um and it was funny because like I was reading your uh, the the photograph of Gaylord Perry um essay right kind of when everything was sort of starting to simmer to a boil so I'm just wondering like do you think it's okay to cheat with the foreign substances as long as they don't get caught and uh do you agree with how MLB has kind of handled the scandal so so like dealing with a, well, I, it's not really a scandal, but dealing with the rollout of, of punishment so far?
2: The latter question, they've bungled it like they bungle everything else. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a ham-fisted yeah. response to uh, a very old, uh, you, you know, it it, it mirrors the, the the steroid problem in a lot of ways in that in that once it's come to light, the owners and, and the league commissioner's office are doing a great job of making it seem like the players are the ones at fault and only the players, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this has been not only sort of tacitly endorsed, but actually encouraged in most organizations for quite a while now. Um, basically I think, you know, probably earlier, but certainly since whatever 20, was it 2015 when StatCast came in and that we started caring about launch angle and exit velocity and spin rate. So once you could say to a guy, spin rate, spin rate, spin rate, you got to increase your spin rate. Um, then they said, okay, how do I do that? And, and, you know, um minor league coaches and management were only too happy to say, well, you put a little of this stuff on your fingers and you have more grip on the ball. So I don't fault the players, just like I don't fault uh, Gaylord Perry for throwing a wicked spit ball. Uh, it, you know, you do what you can within, until someone makes you stop, basically. That's kind of a baseball tradition, right? Yeah. Somebody, made, somebody made the Oh well, I think maybe maybe I draw the line at at, uh, at the use of technology to steal signs, but um, you know, that stuff the rule has been there. The rule hasn't been enforced. So if you if you wanted to get rid of this, you could have started enforcing the rules uh, ages ago. Uh, but you didn't because um, because you apparently like the product, right? So um, I think this is just a natural ebb and flow of baseball. There's always something. Um, we kind of lurch from so-called scandal to so-called scandal when it comes to players pushing the boundaries of what the rules allow, or what or what um, not the rules, but the Kind of the real politic allows um and and this is the latest one and the, m- the biggest problem with it is that uh they seem to be getting away with they being uh, manfred and, and the owners with painting this as something the players engineered and the players are responsible for and they're going to be able to use it going into this uh not to get too in the weeds but they're going to be able to use it going into this um this new cba negotiation to kind of pit players against players
1: i 100 percent agree uh Craig Calcaterra, basically, I was—we were talking about this last week. He tweeted that, you know, like they're vilifying the players, making them fight amongst themselves, but like they have not yet even owned up to the fact that they—they ha- they haven't um, owned up to the to their role in and how they haven't dealt with the ball and, and the manufacturing of it. They they there's they could f- fix the problem right then and there by by you know making a tacky surface on
2: the ball. Yeah, um, it, it, yeah, and from what I understand, the ball just plain feels differently than it used to. Um, I, you know, I watched a video with uh, Pedro Martinez. Uh, you know, he was MLB, MLB network. He was talking about how he was able to use rosin. And if you applied enough friction to rosin, it would get uh, sticky. And rosin, of course is perfectly legal. And he's, he's doing there with kind of sweat and friction, what they're doing with, uh, with sunscreen, right? They're adding sunscreen to rosin to make this sticky stuff. Um, but I, I think that I, you know, I love Pedro, but I think that he is basing that on his memory of what a ball felt like. And I don't, from all accounts, the balls are not the same as they were even just and a few years ago.
1: His, his hands were otherworldly large as well. So his grip yeah. is a lot different than than what uh, pitchers these days grip the ball.
2: I'm in favor of the, uh, to be frank, I'm in favor of them s- somehow reducing the spin rate of these pitchers and these ungodly sliders and this incredible velocity. Um Matched with these spin rates, producing pitches that no human can hit. I'm okay with them doing whatever it takes to bring more balls into play, because because I, I don't want to get any more bored by baseball than I sometimes am now. Right? <laughs> yeah. Despite the fact that I've written a book talking about the, the the joys of boring baseball, and you know the the three true outcomes that either you strike out or you or you hit a home run is getting a little bit um, it's just flat. Uh, so I want to see balls in play, and if that means that we're gonna Reduce spin rates, which means less motion on balls, on breaking balls, and we're going to, you know, shave a couple of miles an hour off fastballs. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm old enough to remember guys like it was a big deal of a guy through ninety five, right? When I was a kid, that's it. Like, and there were only a few of those guys. Mm-hmm. Now everybody, you have a steady stream of people coming out of the bullpen throwing a hundred miles an hour, right? Um, and the the ball just spends less time in play. It's, it's, it's well, less interesting to watch.
0: Well, I was going to say, like, to add on to that, like, uh, you, I'm sure you know, you know, Ottawa baseball fans are not, uh, there's not a lot of them. and <laughs> has a lot of trouble attracting baseball fans, and that's the major reason the Lynx lost. Um, but can you imagine this kind of play in
2: Ottawa, like, how empty the stadium would be? Like, I it would be... Emptier. <laughs> I mean, unless, unless, unless the Ottawa team played that game well, right. Unless they had a bunch of big boppers who were were reliably putting the ball on the other side of the fence. But, um, yeah, I think it's just, you know, I, I, I try to get across to my kids. We're talking about kids earlier and passing the game along. The fact that this version of baseball that we're watching now is not the only version of baseball, right. This is not the way it's always looked, Mm -hmm. Uh, whether or not it can be kind of pulled back from the brink, you know, it, it might just be that the, the way the game was engineer, engineered uh, in, its, uh, in its infancy um, means that the superhumans that we produce now <laughs> are just going to change, you know, kind of the, the, the DNA of the game. Right. I mean, if you look at the best athletes playing baseball in the 1960s, they are not they wouldn't be they'd be at the end of the bench, you know, in 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 2021. They just, it, you know, even the ones who were uh, ahead of the curve in terms of like nutrition and weight training, they didn't look like like basically now you're looking at a team full of avengers, right? I mean, you know so the ball is, you know that it's the balls are faster, they're hit harder, everything is is increased. Everything is kind of amped up. Uh, and it might be that that's pushing so hard. There's so much tension with that against the kind of the nature, the fabric of the game. That they do have to look at things like stretching out the baselines or moving the mound back or something, um, and if they're not willing to go that far, then it, it might continue to kind of devolve into this home run derby. Mm-hmm. But I don't.
1: It's a, it's it's a it's there's a lot of like it's been a very like it's fun to have a full season back and it's a very loaded question and it's 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 sad that this is the the thing that we spent devote a lot of time discussing, but at the same time it's also it's also fun that we yeah. have the chance to discuss these things. That's,
2: you know? that's, that's baseball, right? I mean, like yeah. this isn't new either in a sense, right? The, the game we react, they, they, they have to tweak it. And you know, I mean, Bob Gibson had a one, one, two ERA and Denny McLean won 31 games. And they looked at, you know, they looked around and thought we probably should fix this somehow. So they lowered, <laughs> you know, they lowered the mound and yeah. that, and it worked right. And then a few years later, they brought in the DH in the American league and it worked. Offense went up, right? Yeah. So yeah, we tweak it. I, I, I think there are some things that would w- that to me would feel like uh, a sort of a threat to the, the the nature of the game, and and I include robot umpires in that. I think human fallibility should be kind of uh, in in arguably essential part of the game, and it always should be. But but I, I'm okay with these little tweaks, and I, and I frankly like the fact that they're using these minor leagues now that they control a uh, whole cloth to try these things and see what how it affects the game and whether it's worth importing them sort of up the chain to the majors so yeah
1: all right Steve I'll let you wrap this one up uh, we've,
2: we've, we've this has been a really great
1: great talk by the way like <laughs> I have yeah, so many more uh, questions but but we, we only have so much so much time <laughs> yeah the tape the well, tapes running yeah
0: <laughs> I, I guess I uh, just want to know like where if you can let people know where they can uh, find you online and find out more about you
2: yeah. I have a website, andrewgforbes.com. Um, the, well, both baseball books and, uh, my other two books are available anywhere you buy books. Um, if you, uh, were able to support your local indie, that would be, uh, something I would be happy to hear, but, uh, anywhere you buy books, you can find them. So.
1: All right, great. Awesome. Well, that, that's Andrew Forbes. Uh, thanks so much for, for joining us. That was a really great talk. And like I said before, I really, uh, enjoyed your, your book, your latest book, uh, uh, the only way is the steady way. Essays on baseball, itero, and how we watch the game. So that was a great talk. Thanks so much, Andrew. Thanks, guys. And we are back again. <laughs> that was that was a good interview. That was that was a good. I I really enjoyed uh, that talk about baseball. That we had a lot of uh, like I had a lot of. Uh, I guess it's better to have more questions than you need uh, planned. But uh, it's 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 it's. it's These past two weeks uh, of having uh, guests on the show have really kind of uh, been cool talks that, um, I don't know about you, but I don't get to talk to, other than you, I don't get to talk to a lot of people uh, in baseball in this kind of in-depth way.
0: Not, not in person, really. But you know what I, I liked about the interview was that uh, he talked about all the Ottawa baseball teams that uh, you don't hear many people talking about Ottawa baseball teams, except for like I've I've got friends who enjoy going to the games, but uh, you know what i would call a stranger coming in and talking about uh about the Ottawa baseball teams that's that's a little refreshing
1: well he did he did grow up in Ottawa that's <laughs> i guess he didn't read that the book but yeah he that one of the reasons why i thought he would be um, among a, like the fact that you know he's he's a father and he loves uh baseball he he grew up in the Ottawa area like well, he even even mentions in the book that he had like a a, a free net uh oh email, yeah we had email account <laughs> We had or I had one of those. I don't know if you I, I did not. I did not. I, I was late in the end. That's game how on we that connected one. to the internet. Uh we we used the kids if you're uh, listening. Kids if you're listening, we used to dial up. We had a modem on our DOS computer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um let's uh go to podcast notes from wives. Uh any notes from your from your wife? Nope, no notes. Krista I, I forgot to ask if she had any notes, but uh yeah, so I think you just enjoyed listening to it uh, last week. Uh, we we do have a note from our older brother Glenn. Um, it's an error. He pointed out an error. I guess this uh, uh, puts me in the lead in our total error tally. If you can, can include the previous episode that he was on, uh, I guess. Tanger outlets is pronounced with a hard G. It's hard for me to say. Tanger, tanger, tanger. I, I don't see. I don't know
0: about that, even from Glenn, because uh, um, I well without without saying too much about where i work um uh, i i had once been seen a reference to the outlet store as uh it rhymes with hanger like a clothes hanger so tanger rhymes with hanger okay well that that, that came
1: from the tanger outlets okay so glenn uh we're de- determining that this is not an error on my on my part um because you pointed out the wrong pronunciations we went to new york uh and it, it, the call was not upheld. Not that it was overturned, but it was not upheld. Or upheld. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, let's go to your personal home run. Okay. Or uh, whatever you want to start with. Well, no, I'll start
0: with the home run. Uh, this was actually one of the reasons why on Thursday I did not watch the game. Um, because uh, I... Oh, was it? Yeah. So I... Uh, On Monday, I had the day off on Monday, so I went to go to ride my bike, and I discovered that um, the the back tire was flat, and I had no idea why because there was nothing wrong with it the last time I rode the bike, Uh, and it's been just sitting in in its little shelter in the backyard, so you know it hasn't been ridden at all, so there shouldn't have been anything to uh, make it to make the tire flat. Um, so I, uh, I tried inflating it and I could hear air coming out of it. So I determined that I needed to get a new, uh, inner tube and I was going to bring it to uh Canadian tire to just have them replace the tube. Uh, and I would pay for it, but they said that they weren't, uh, they weren't accepting any bikes for repairs. And especially since mine is too old to be under any kind of warranty. So I said, okay, don't worry about it. So I went out and bought a new uh, new tube, watched some videos, and uh, it turns out that replacing your your bike inner tube is a lot easier than I thought. And especially, it's the rear wheel, so I had to take it off the chain, uh, and which I thought was actually going to be rather difficult, but it was quite easy. And so it is now good to go. I have so not it, ridden it yet, but uh, I will soon.
1: Is this like that uh, uh, the, the classic book, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle? Uh, maintenance, uh, where you found inner peace through switching out your inner tube. Uh, I, I I did not.
0: Uh, I would not say I found inner peace. It was. Uh, it while it was easy to remove the uh, the bike, I it uh, it took me a little while to to do it, and I was. It, the the process now, in retrospect, is easy, but uh, it would it would not be. It was not a peaceful process. I would say.
1: I see. Okay. Uh, well, next time it might be more peaceful. um so my home run uh, for for this this week is is it's father's day. so this is again, like I get to kind of pick what I want to do during the day, and so that means during the daytime, I get to watch a baseball game uh, so i'll I'll watch the Jays game during the daytime also um as with mother's day it means that i get to kind of order a nice uh a brunchy cut type type dish so i'm going to have a nice start my day fill up myself up with some some breakfast poutine uh from from Tutti Frutti fruity and uh <laughs> <laughs> restaurant and and uh and 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 spend the day watching and scoring uh baseball all right
0: well uh, that that sounds like a pretty decent day. I'm going to go to uh, mom and dad's for Father's Day, and Glenn and I are going to cook dinner.
1: So yeah, I heard about this.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh, I'll, going on, uh, I'll go to my. Wait, wait. You didn't you didn't get dad any flowers like you did for mom? No. Okay. Um, I'll go to my. Uh, I'll I'll just go in order of how I wrote it. My walk for the week is. Uh, uh, soon I'll be going down to bi-weekly physio visits, uh, and it's a walk because I'll, I mean it's good news, but it's it's been a part of my routine lately. And I only recently just went down to once per week from twice per week. So uh, yeah, it's it's good news that my shoulder is getting better, but it means I got to change up my
1: routine now. Well, yeah, you'll be you'll be you'll have to go from the Watusi to the mashed potato. <laughs> I, I I don't know about that. Uh, no that's good uh that's yeah um oh yeah okay so here's my walk um uh, krista and i we started a new podcast uh in case uh you're listening at home and listening to baseball uh we we, it's a self it's kind of like a a parenting mental health kind of podcast uh you know marriage kind of thing uh we, we call it we time um but because it's about parenting um it's already getting difficult to kind of keep track of which podcasts I'm sharing stories about Leo and Bo on. So like, uh, I guess, I guess probably our listenership doesn't overlap. So in in the long run, it doesn't matter. But as, as, as a, as a creative kind of uh, exercise, I prefer not to kind of recycle stories. Um, But it's just hard to keep track of, 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 of where I'm telling what. And I guess that's just a, a, a byproduct of, of having a three year old and a one year old at home and being scatterbrained, but well if if it helps there have been no stories today, so there will be no overlap. That's just, true. So so the story. are you saying that I should just not tell any stories? No, I didn't say that. I'm just okay. trying being helpful. Okay, Get so no walk. stories. Okay.
0: Uh strikeout uh well softball practice was rained out on Friday night. Uh so that's the first softball rain out of the season. We were ready to go out
1: last night and uh it was uh raining a lot. Oh. So so it's not like a rain or shine kind of practice situation? No. No, no. We yeah, might go out.
0: We might go out tonight. I got a message saying that there was a practice at 7, but we are also we were also planning on watching a movie of some sort. So uh, I don't know if we're going to go out.
1: Here's a suggestion for your movie night. Um and I I I, we had, I don't know what we're going to do tonight, but um bob odenkirk has a an action movie i forget what it's called now um but but i would i i'm I'm gonna suggest you watch that one because bob odenkirk is one of my favorite uh people and actors and comedians uh but he he kind of takes an action turn and i've heard that it's a really good one so so look look for that one it's a new it's it's i forget what it's called but it's out like just in the past few months I don't think I know who that is, anyways. So. You don't know who? Well, he he was on Mister Show. He was a writer on, in the '80s for SNL. He's uh, uh, Saul in Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. Don't watch that. You need you need to be familiar with 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 Bob Odenkirk. Anyway, um, okay. So my 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 strikeout is that um, now that Bo, I, I think I talked about this. Uh, on this podcast again hard to keep track Bo is off of of formula so he's drinking more sippy cups now uh, but the the dishwasher is now like a quarter full of sippy cups like it's hard to like find room for like actual other dishes it's just all sippy cups and lids and and, and more lids and more sippy cups <laughs> well i I
0: I do not feel any kind of uh, I can't feel any sympathy for you because uh I don't know we've we've gotten lately into a nice uh uh Dishwasher and sink uh, groove where everything is working would, out just nicely.
1: I would refer that more, more. If it's a dishwasher, I'd refer to it more as a cycle. But uh, I don't know. don't <laughs> so, well, you, you both load the dishwashers on, on a consistent basis, or do, is, does one person?
0: I, I usually take care of uh, cleaning stuff, but you know, Vanessa, if she's in the kitchen and things are dirty, she'll she'll do it. If I haven't done it yet, but normally I keep things clean okay
1: might have to employ you over here um yeah that's that's all i got for for my for my stuff well i was only gonna see i I didn't really uh
0: have a good place to put these notes but uh other things that happened this week was uh i was glad to turn off the air conditioning and open the windows this week that was great Mm -hmm. and uh this just happened last night for us uh we went to National Sports, which is a, a sporting goods store. It's owned by the same company as Sportcheck and Canadian Tire and all that. Uh, but we were looking for um, a ball bag uh, for our softball gear and possibly a new softball bat. Uh, we didn't find the bat, but we did find a ball bag um, that was originally, I think a100 dollars. We paid 50. And then I found a nice new uh, light rain jacket that's originally one hundred and twenty, but I only paid 36 dollars, so that was that was a good find.
1: Does that come in handy on Friday
0: uh, I didn't wear it on Friday no. then you then it's a waste of money nope it'll it'll be It'll be great but uh that that store is closing on uh, next Sunday, so we went just in time.
1: Mm. So that's $86. That's, that's if you're doing, if you're scoring at home, that's $86. So that's,
0: that's all that I have for this week. So if, if, uh, if there's nothing else then I think we should wrap things up.
1: Yeah. I think this is going to break our, our, our record of last week for, for long episodes, but yeah. Um, tune in next week. I'm getting my uh, vaccine on uh, Thursday. So hopefully all my side effects, if I have any, will uh, will be done and I'll be able to podcast.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, hopefully it all goes well. We'll, uh, We'll see you next Sunday, most likely.
1: Okay, bye-bye.